hi this is jovi this is charlie and you're listening to bad crime Crime Stories. stories this is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night <laughs> so charlie why don't you share with us what oh, happened when we God. first tried start to start recording this so we just started our intro and joey's like hi this is jovi and i went <laughs> because there was a gigantic palmetto bug aka mm-hmm. florida roach like crawling along the top of my like pull-out guest couch in my office where i usually record the podcast so I freaked out a little bit, shut off the light, closed the door, and moved my <laughs> recording station to the living room. So She absolutely did. I'm just going to pretend that that room just doesn't exist anymore. And it's probably smart because... I don't care. It's, we just burn everything that's in there. <laughs> this motherfucker was huge. Oh my god, it was gigantic. And since we're doing this on Zoom, I am going to take a screenshot so you could just kind of get an idea and for those of you who are not in florida to kind of put this into perspective they're in houses all the time it's not like your typical roach where you think um roach infested houses where it's dirty and gross no 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 that's not the case at all the palmettos are a little different too because they fly yeah fuck that they fly and they're bigger than roaches and they're faster than roaches and they, they they're no joke no. I will never forget the first time I seen one when I moved down here. I was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. And I said to Charlie, I was like, just put something over it. <laughs> yeah, just put a put a glass on top of it so it can't move. I'm like, no, the motherfucker's on top of my couch. It's going to crawl out from underneath it. It's on a cushion. Yeah. And of course, it's like the one time that the boyfriend isn't home because mm-hmm. he's like my he's my resident bug murderer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that could yep. be one of our true crime headlines today. There was a bug murder. Yes. <laughs> Charlie. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> so that's how we started our evening. Fuck, man. <laughs> Barfoley. <laughs> so besides Patty the Palmetto, how how She's are you doing, Joseph. Charlie? Um, I was doing great until that <laughs> motherfucker showed up. <laughs> God. Uh, Oh, now I have the heebies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember but that room does not exist. You blew it up. It doesn't exist. It's it, gone. We, yeah, it is no longer attached to the house. It is gone. I'm just going to sit here with my wine and pretend that room doesn't exist. Good call. Like I said, it better be gone by the time it's time for me to put my makeup on in the morning for I go to the office. It'll be gone. Long gone. The, the, the Palmetto fairies will come and take it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His family will come and be like, hey, you know what? We missed you. Let's take you home. That's the thing that I hate the most because we do like our own like spraying, mm-hmm. our own pest control, which is normally fine. But like it's almost the end of like the six month season. So we have to do it again. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that weird like cusp between when one ends and the other one begins, mm-hmm. that's when they all start like showing up because they come in from outside because it's that change of the seasons. Yep. Wharf. So gross. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what's going on with me. Fun. How's everything with you, Jovi? It's fantastic. <laughs> Excuse me. Living that dream, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I leave for my cruise on Sunday, and Thunder. my brain is already on vacation mode. Mm-hmm. I have one more work day to push through, and uh, it's not going to be fun nor yeah. easy. 
because yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like I have to like honestly a majority of my day tomorrow is going to make sure that everything that is going on kind of gets wrapped up before I leave because whoever's yeah. covering me isn't going to know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um so it honestly should go by super quick. I just don't want well, yeah, because like you said, once you're in that vacation mode, your brain's like, dunzo. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. So how are um, things with you on the new job front? Things are good. Things are good. Still busy, but good busy. Nice. Uh, really definitely settling in, which is nice. I'm very excited about it. But yeah, I feel like I was going to ask you a question. I don't remember what I was going to ask you. I don't know. Blame the palmetto bug. It's fine. I will. It's like totally effed with my brain. Oh, gross. Now, if Molly was in the bedroom or uh-huh. in, not in the bedroom in the office, uh-huh. she'd probably eat it. When she, she would, she, yeah, she would. Well, and she like she loves bugs. Like any type of bug, she wants to go after the bug, and like she also like plays with it before she kills it. Mm-hmm. So she would like you know put her paw on it and drag it, and then try and roll on it. She's <laughs> weird, but then and then she'll eventually she gets eat to it. a point where she eventually kills it, and then she mm-hmm. eats it because she's Yum. fucking weird. But yeah. Yeah, she likes to torture things. She does. Mm-hmm. She does. She's mm-hmm. not the kindest no. dog. Well, to bugs. She's very well, kind to people. I mean, unless she gives you the side eye of death. Well, that's the whole thing is she's so nice to you, but then she stares at you like mm-hmm. she wants to kill you in your sleep. Mm-hmm. 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 She's a very judgmental puppy. She's an incredibly judgmental dog, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is true. But uh, Anywho... Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Happy International Women's Day. Oh, yes. We are recording this on Women's Day. Yes, we are. Happy Mm -hmm. International Women's Day to you as well. We should have more than a day. We should have every day. Because I mean, let's face it. We 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 do. We 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 really do. do. Because you know what? Beyonce says, who won the world? Girls. Um, because it wouldn't exist without us. There's that. Virtual. Mm-hmm. All right, so <clears throat> because we're going to stick with the trend of the last mm-hmm. two weeks, this is going to be another true crime headline episode, mm-hmm. um, which I honestly thought you were drawing a mustache on with that. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I happened to look up and Charlie's dragging a clothespin across her top lip. It was weird. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, true crime headline episode. Once I get back from my cruise, things settle down a little bit. It'll be different. It's just that the beginning of the year has been such a whirlwind. So mm-hmm. until then, you're just going to have to deal with us talking about things that are going on right now. Yeah. So after the cruise, oh, my God, we'll be back again. Yes. As the Backstreet Boys would say. Mm-hmm. 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 So with that being said, Charlie, I, I there there's an update that you have to give us. Guys. I'm so fucking excited to talk about this. <laughs> and let me tell you, I know you know what I'm going to talk about. There's no way you don't know what I'm going to talk about. Last week on Thursday, when I posted the episode, one hour later, almost to the minute, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm doom scrolling through the, actually, it was it was Facebook, shockingly, because I'm old. <laughs> and as I'm scrolling, my boyfriend's sitting next to me on the couch and he goes, Alex Murdaugh and I go what and as soon as he said it I scrolled my phone up and the next article was about the guilty verdict yes and when I tell you that I jumped up off of the couch (laughs) and cheered with my hands over my head as if I had skin in the game 
as if it mattered to me at all, other than me just being happy that he was found guilty. Mm-hmm. You have no idea the joy, the ever joy. But then the immediate mad of the fact that it didn't happen on Wednesday and we couldn't immediately talk about post it. The episode it. about it. Yeah. Yes, I was so pissed. I was like, we just posted the episode and we can't record right now. Of course. I was so mad. But oh my God, guys, Alec Murdoch found guilty of murder. I just, I didn't watch the entire trial. I watched clips, but I watched enough clips to know that for every single time he trapped himself in a lie and it seemed very obvious that like it was definitely not going his way. Mm-hmm. The defense team would be able to poke just enough holes in the prosecution that you were like, but can they prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? Right. And right. I was really afraid that it was going to be one of those things of like, we know he did it. But can we say without a shadow of a doubt that he did it, right? Right, right. So when I saw that there was an actual guilty verdict, I can't even believe <laughs> the rejo- the rejoicing that happened. I, I'm just beside myself excited. So this article that I pulled, it was from NBC News. It was just posted on March 6th of 2023. So just two days ago. And the original article came out july 14th 2022 so this article was one that they've been like constantly updated with timelines and whatever Mm -hmm. the article starts for more than a year a central question swirled around the fatal shootings of the wife and son of disgraced north carolina personal injury attorney alex murdoch who killed them The unsolved slangs of Margaret, 52, and the couple's younger son, Paul, 22, in June 2021, shattered the immaculate image of the well-connected legal family in South Carolina's low country. Mm -hmm. And as we know from the episode, and as you guys probably, that I did on the case just before the holidays, and as you guys probably know from the countless number of articles and documentaries that have been released about these people in the last like year and a half, this family basically ran a five county region in in southern South Carolina for well over a century, for almost a century. And were in this position of such power and influence that they were generally legally untouchable. And we're able to, through their money, power, and influence, make the people closest to them also untouchable and uh, above the law. I hate that. I I absolutely hate that. Yeah, it's awful. So to see one of them actually be brought to justice on a crime. Yeah, on a crime that he probably thought he was 100% going to get away with Mm -hmm. is so like powerful and like gives me a little bit of more faith in our justice system as flawed as it is agreed to see this person who just for literally decades this family was above the law could mm-hmm. sit back and let these things happen around them and just get away with it yeah because as soon as they said their name people would back off it's Uneffing believable. And this all started. Well, I mean, I was going to say it all started back in June of 2021 when these two were murdered, but it didn't. (laughs) We know that it started actually back in what, 2016, when Stephen Smith was killed Mm -hmm. and the older son, Buster, his name was kind of being thrown around as allegedly uh, being a person of interest in that crime and never being caught. And then in 2018, I believe it was. 
or possibly 2019 when their housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, mysteriously had a trip and fall on their property mm-hmm. and a couple weeks later died and Alec Murdoch um, stole all of the settlement money from her son, her surviving sons. And then February of 2019, when Mallory Beach died because Paul Murdoch uh, drove a boat drunk with his friends on the boat. Mm-hmm. None of this shit is coincidence. None no. of it. Especially then... in the fact that every single thing that you're listen- listing and saying mm-hmm. has to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There there should have been red flags all over the place. And like, I get it. They're untouchable because people hear that name. But like, it doesn't mean that they don't, I don't know. Like, now with the fact that he was found guilty um, of of this of the murder the double murder yeah right do you think that this will prompt them looking into past things so try to like get to the bottom of it i will tell you um so a couple of things number one there are still civil cases pending against alec murdoch with the financial crimes Mm-hmm. for the money that he's stolen from like numerous clients over the years and the millions of dollars that he's basically embezzled from these people. Mm-hmm. So that's still pending. That hasn't gone to court yet. They actually signed a they actually signed a document to for this to be a speedy trial for the murder mm-hmm. trial. Um and that they got and uh <laughs> now this kind of cleared the way for them to now try him on the financial crimes. Good. Um I do know that um after after Paul and Maggie were murdered in June and after Alec Murdoch hired somebody to kill him on the side of the road. I just can't. Um, right after that, they reopened the, the Stephen Smith case. Um, and again, it's one of those things of they i don't know any more detail because it's just they we reopened it and that was kind of it yeah um but from what i understood from listening to the murdoch murders podcast they reopened it because of things that were found during them collecting evidence after the murders okay so again that's just my understanding based on what i heard on the the podcast i'm not 100 percent sure if that's true i'm alleging that yeah but it, it does seem as though they're kind of boom 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 connected based on just the timeline okay um well and that's it, good i mean i would hope so yeah. you know what i mean because if they could pin this on him hopefully you know that'll open the floodgates and they'll be able to get better answers or even mm-hmm. some kind of direction you know what i mean instead of just being like oh can't touch it because it's the murders you know like correct no that's that's we can't do that we can't do that anymore correct especially now that we we all we all know (laughs) like you can't just keep sweeping the stuff under the rug right right, right, right. um i know that um the couple of days before he was murdered paul was or a couple of days after he was murdered paul was set to appear in court um on his like boating while under the influence charge mm-hmm. um and i guess i think he also had like a wrongful death suit against him or maybe a manslaughter i'm not 100 percent sure um for the death of mallory beach so he was just about to go to court for that and was killed and now i can say this without saying allegedly by his father yeah because he was found guilty <laughs> so i can fucking can say it say it yeah, yeah um yeah. <clears throat> so um yeah i don't know i just i'm really hoping that 
we start to see um i i really want to see those financial crimes kind of get resolved so we can um you know put some bookends to to this one but my god that's that's fantastic yeah like the it's team just, that i'm took so him, obsessed with this case i know you are the Ugh. team that took him down though like <sighs> for real oh absolutely like they deserve so much praise and just i'm sure it wasn't easy and i'm sure a lot of manpower and a lot of hours Mm -hmm. went into it but you know what though it it was worth it because somebody finally stood up to them and got justice and just it it was it was about time yep they got away with too much for too long absolutely absolutely 100 percent. so i will tell you that um I listened to the newest episode of Murdoch Murders this morning as I was getting ready for work, mm-hmm. and um, they interviewed the prosecuting lawyer, mm-hmm. and oh, Crichton, I think his name is. Like, da, 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 da. hold on, give me a second. Yeah, Crichton, Crichton Waters was his name, chief prosecutor, and um, he was. It was lovely to listen to him talk, and he gave a lot of props to like his team, and he was saying that. You know, they basically took over almost a full floor of this one hotel and like had their own little war room where every single night they would come home and work on the next day. And nice. they were getting like hours of sleep every night just to try and work on this case. And, you know, it was definitely they were feeling the pull and push and pull of, you know, who's who's, you know, who kind of won today type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you said, it was definitely a definitely a labor of a lot of people that were able to take this like behemoth of a family down. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Amazing. I don't know. And he was also talking today on the podcast about how there was discussion about taking the trial out of the county. And he's like, you know, where am I going to go? He goes, I could go to Ohio and they would know about this case. There's nowhere that I'm going to go that they're not going to know exactly. People aren't going to already have an opinion about this case. Correct. And he goes, and and when I was listening to that, I was also thinking of like, yeah, and I'm sure that the defense didn't, um, didn't object to that because they're probably thinking we're going to get a jury full of people who are still scared of the Murdochs Mm -hmm. and are never going to convict this guy because of who, who he is and who his family is. Right. And I'm sure and he was boy, thinking was that as wrong. well. I'm sure right? he probably thought that, you know, if I stand up here and I cry enough and snot keeps the fucking <laughs> snot coming out of this creepazoid's <laughs> face when he would sit up there crying. And there was also a point, too, where Buster was sitting in the like in the audience in the courtroom. And I don't know who was up on the stand. There was some witness up on the stand and he's standing there and he's giving him the finger rubbing his middle finger on his nose so he actually got in trouble and got like pushed to the back of the courtroom so he they, he couldn't like make eye contact wow. with the witnesses. like this little mother spoiled little fuck what and oh, you know what else i found out some like fucking like murdoch tea apparently apparently to, to do my wendy williams impression apparently um buster got kicked out of college where he was going to like pre-law right yeah. kicked out of college for plagiarism Stop it. Yeah. What? Just like the <laughs> fraud, deceit, and the lies of this fucking everywhere. family. Yeah. And the wow. whole thing is, is it's 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 decades of getting away with whatever they wanted to. Yep. And I'll never forget watching that um watching that documentary and they were talking about um I think it was the Mallory Beach portion of the documentary. And one of the other people who were on the boat their parents were like 
one of the cops or somebody had said to them, you know, if this was happening in Buster Murdoch's day, you you guys would all be like floating, like, you know, lying with the fishes, basically. So basically saying like Buster Murdoch was like, I think, Alex's great grandfather. So mm-hmm. the second of the solicitors in the counties. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was apparently the real SOB. Yeah. Um, who really like solidified the bad reputation and basically was saying like if he was still around you'd all be fucking dead because he'd do whatever he could to protect the family name and get away with it and that's fucking disgusting it's and disgusting. how fucking disturbing is that very very oh yeah well guess what that's coming to an end these bitches are going down nobody's gonna be afraid of them anymore sorry no they're all sorry. a fucking joke and i will tell you like I remember right after right after Alex set up the murder or suicide for hire or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um his brothers went on Dateline something and like national television and we're talking he's been so distraught since June and he's you know he's an opioid addict and he's this and, and the, they're crying and oh, he's just been devastated and, you know, he's going through so much. About, and I'm like, give me a fucking break. Cry a fucking about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me tell you, have you seen any of the footage of him crying on the stand? No, I have not. Oh my God. And he kept calling his son Paw Paw. Paw Paw. Paw Paw Maggie. Mm. I'm like, oh, wow. Creep. Like, oh, and then, oh, the big thing, right? So the big evidence, <laughs> the thing that like fucking got him, right? Mm-hmm. So the night of the murders, he his alibi was that he went to go visit his mother who had Alzheimer's, which again, of course, as we all said was like, mm-hmm. yeah, OK, sure, sure. Fine, because she can't remember for you. Right. Nope. <laughs> what a fucking creep. Unbeknownst to him that night, like five minutes before the time of death that was determined by the coroner was time of death. Paul was taking a Snapchat video to send to his friend because remember the whole thing is they got killed out by the dog kennels on the hunting property right he was taking video in the dog kennels because one of his buddy's dogs was at the dog kennels because i guess he had gotten hurt so he, they were like rehabbing him on the property yeah he was taking video of the friend's dog to send to the friend and they're all at the kennel all three of them were at the kennel and you could hear alec in the background talking <gasps> on the video stop it yes that was like what caught him <laughs> oh yeah so like and the whole thing is is like his voice is so distinct that like everybody who got up on the stand they're like oh fy who is this speaking they're all like that's alec murdoch holy shit yeah! bro. That's so that was like what caught him amazing. and then and then and then and then and then okay so like that happened like five minutes before the time of death and also like five minutes before both maggie and paul's phones never were used again <laughs> so it's like very obvious that he was fucking there there was no yep. time for him to have left whatever nope then they got all of the onstar data from his fucking car i fucking love it yes. i love it yes and showed it. that when he called 911 between the time that he put the car in park and called 911 there wouldn't have been enough time for him to have gone to check the bodies like he said that he did on the 911 mm-hmm. call it's like the time frame was too short and did you know, this is how I learned this, that when you call 911, as soon as the line like clicks over from like on the tower to click over to 911, but even before it's picked up by the operator, they start recording. Yeah. 
So you can hear what's happening on the other side of the line prior to the 911 operator picking up. Yes. So the call, fucking dead silent. And then all of a sudden they pick up. He's like, my wife and child have been shot badly. Uh It's like, so you weren't freaking out three milliseconds ago. And now all of a sudden you're freaking out. And like, here's my thing. (gasps) Here, here's my thing. Here's the thing. Like for somebody who is apparently so good at what he does and all this shit, these, this is stuff that you didn't think about. Like, I'm sorry, being in the position that you are, you think he would know this. You would think if if you're going to do shit like this, do it better. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a position where you know what to look for, where you know what to avoid. And you basically were just like, fuck it. I'm just going to make this shit up. Evidence at them. Correct. And I'm just going to, oh, I'm, I don't care. There, nobody's going to come after me anyway because I'm a Murdoch, blah, 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 blah. Well, yes. guess what? Guess what? Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Everything mm-hmm. that you didn't think that was going to come up and bite you in the ass, it did. Just did. Arr, it arr, did. Motherfucker. <laughs> arr, arr. And then when he was up on stand, up on the stand and they like sh- played the video for them, the Snapchat video, yeah. they were like, he's like, yeah, that was me. I lied. And they're like, well, why did you lie? He's like, because then I knew that you guys wouldn't, you know, you would start to accuse me of doing this. Yeah. Cause you fucking did it. Cause you fucking did it. Unfucking. It's like, it's just uh... unbelievable. And what exactly what you just said, mm-hmm. he didn't realize. And it's just the, the, the arrogance mm-hmm. of this person who never thought in a million years, they would even look at him in the first place. So he yep. wasn't even careful. Yep. And, like, I understand he's a personal injury lawyer, so, like, he doesn't do a lot of, probably not a lot of, like, um, forensics or digital forensics. Yeah, but I can but... guarantee you John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan would be able to oh, know fucking you don't fucking real. drive your OnStar car, you dumbass. Like, but here's my thing. I honestly, I feel like it's common sense. Because I'm sorry, like, even if I wasn't as obsessed with true crime as I am, I feel like I would still know this. Yes. Being in the digital age that we're in right now, yes, everything is traceable. Correct. Every single thing we do is traceable. That's why it always made me laugh when people thought that we were getting chips put in us when we got the vaccine. I'm like, hi, do you use a cell phone every single day? Because they're already tracking you and listening to everything you say. So honestly, give me a fucking microchip and stop listening to my conversations on my phone. (laughs) Like, truthfully, I'd rather have the microchip. (laughs) Same. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sick and tired of like. So real quick, like speaking of the microchip thing, right? Yeah. The other day at work, we had like the stupid meeting we had to do. So they catered in lunch and they got chicken salad chick. I've never once in my life ever talked about chicken salad chick. I've never eaten chicken salad chick, whatever. So I I Googled chicken salad chick to look at the menu so I could understand what it was that I was eating. Yeah. Because sidebar, chicken salad chick names their shit really stupid names that does not describe what it is that you're about to eat. Okay, I've never had it either, so I don't know. So apparently the sassy Sally has like bacon and cheese in it, but who the fuck knows what a sassy Sally is unless you have the (laughs) menu in front of you. You know what I'm saying? I pull up the menu. Literally the first thing that was on my Facebook when I logged into Facebook like six hours later was a chicken salad chick advertisement that I've never seen before a day in my life. Yep. So bring on the microchips and Alec Murdoch, you're an idiot. Yes, 110%. You fucking idiot. Fucking dumbass. Ugh, how do you not know? I can't. Like, I just... I can't. Yeah. 
This has been like the last week because you figure today's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The verdict was released on Thursday. That's all I've been doing is talking about (laughs) this. Like I'm so obsessed. I would have never guessed it. Obsessed. So the day after the verdict, we were all at the office because it was employee appreciation day. And I'm sitting in the room with all of my new employees Mm because I have employees now. And my VP was there and she's like, Charlie. And I'm like, what's the matter? She goes, Murdoch. And I'm like, I can't even talk about it. I cannot talk about it here. I can't. It's too much. It is too much. I can't. Yeah. Oh, fucking obsessed. Unbelievable. Well, I'm glad. I'm very, very glad that he was found guilty. I I can't. dying to talk about it. To all of our listeners, I was dying. I cannot wait until the sentencing. Oh, it already happened. Did it? Yeah, they did it like the next fucking day. Oh, I I haven't been. Yeah, they did what it like the it? next day, and I don't pay it attention. was they didn't have the jury decide because I think it was just up to the judge, and he got oh, two okay. consecutive life sentences. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Please tell me with no chance of parole. No chance of parole, good. and they're consecutive. So even if he got parole on the first one, he'd have to go back in for a second. For the second, one, one. You know what I'm saying. Okay, thank but, God. Yeah. Let him fucking rot in hell. Right. Oh, and ew, they creepily, um, they creepily shaved his head. So like as soon as he was found guilty, I know I saw that. No, no, no. I saw that picture of him, <gasps> his head shaved, because when I was looking creepily for his creepy head. I know. When I was looking for my um my headline, I saw that. I was like, ew. Mm-hmm. And I Because said, apparently, like his nickname was Big Red. And I was like, oh, somebody in prison's gonna call him Big Red too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is fucking nasty. Gross. Oh, yeah. Sentence life in prison. Yeah, I could read. No, I can't. I've been so behind. So behind. Ew. Okay, so apparently, like, ew. So (laughs) apparently when he was at the sentencing, Mm -hmm. the judge said to him, "Um, remind me of the expression you gave on the witness stand, the judge said to Murdoch. And he says, quote, a tangled web we weave, Murdoch said, repeating a lie from his testimony. What do you, what did you mean by that? Quote, it meant when I lied, I continued to lie. <gasps> oh, shit. And then the judge says, quote, and the question is, when will it end? This ended already for the jury because they've concluded that you've continued to lie and lie throughout your testimony. Newman told Murdoch, quote, might not have been um, the killer might not have been you. It might have been the monster you became when he took 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 opiate pills. Maybe you became another person. And I've seen that before. Fuck. Wow. Oh, hand it to him. Hand it to him. Yep. One of the jurors was like, the evidence was clear. It spoke for itself. This is from a CNN article. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. I love it. I love Fuck it. him. I love mm. it. You're done. You're done. done. And then like, I don't know if you, okay, sorry. I'm just getting so excited. Charlie was glitching. (laughs) Just seriously had like a little minute panic attack talking about this. Did you realize like only two weeks after the murder, his father died? Wait, what? Murdoch. Yeah. Alec. Alec. His dad, his elderly father died like two weeks after he killed his wife and son. So, like, literally world falling down around him, crashing around his ears. And it's like, couldn't happen to a better person. Well, you know what? <laughs> that's like, that's karma. That's karma. Fuck. Yeah. That's that's what you get. Sorry. Me karma vibe like that. Mm-hmm. Karma Un- is my boyfriend. <laughs> Un- <laughs> Un- fucking believable. I'm going to ignore Ridic. that. 
I knew you were. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Wow. This was a really great update. I, it's I, the like, best update. It is the best update. And I'll tell you what, listeners, our lovely friends, Loyal listeners who we love our, so much. Our loyal listeners and friends. It's very fun watching Charlie talk about something that she's so passionate about. She gets so animated so like yeah i may not be talking but i'm just watching charlie and her hands going and her oh my god oh my god it's it's the greatest thing ever like if we weren't anonymous and like we could actually share video of us zooming right now it would be amazing i love it i love it i love it amazing I always do this thing. I even do it like in meetings at work. I do, you know, that like when Patrick is dressed like a drag queen when he's yeah. like, mm, and he like does with his, his like, nails. Yeah. With his nails. <laughs> and obviously drag queens do it too. But like yes. I do that all the time now. I'm like, oh, idea. So I even do it when I have like, <laughs> did you hear? Guys, tea, fucking tea. Yeah. Fucking tea. Yeah. <sighs> so I think we're going to conclude the episode here because <laughs> can we all admit that there's no other headline that will ever come close to what we just talked about no because this clearly overshadows anything that i could possibly talk about right now so Uh and that's okay uh i'm okay with that this was a huge deal it it, like it's it's big it's a big fucking deal and i'm and like you said i'm really hoping that our justice system sees this that you know what hey when you do shit right you could actually punish those who need to be punished regardless of their status or this that and the other thing because that shit needs to stop everywhere mm-hmm. yeah i'm fucking tired of it mm-hmm. you did something i don't care who the fuck you are you're going to pay for it mm-hmm. done you're done so so really quickly before we finish today i just want to take the opportunity to kind of use our platform as as small as it is to just talk about something that's uh really been really been upsetting me. And I feel like I uh, have been having a really hard time to find words and ways to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I just really wanted to talk very quickly about the recent passing of um, the anti-drag bill that passed oh. in Tennessee. So um, the governor of Tennessee signed a bill into law uh, last Thursday that restricts public drag show performances in Tennessee. The bill Uh, limits adult cabaret performances on public property so as to shield them from the view of children. Um, And it actually threatens violators with a misdemeanor and repeat offenders with a felony. Which is fucking ridiculous. Which is the most nauseating, disgusting, discriminatory, disgusting thing. And it just is an extension of all of the anti-trans legislation that's been being passed and has been being um, brought to state state legislature. It's like I said, I, as smart of a person as I am, I don't have the words to truly let you all know, like how deeply upsetting and disgusting this all is. I want to say that as much as I, I do, I love our listeners so, so, so much. If you love us at all back, um, I hope that this is something that you will join us in standing against and being vocal against, you know, as I, I don't have much, but I have my voice and I can just say that I've never been more just so incredibly sad to see 
something so artistic and um beautiful, beautiful and fun and truthfully joyous and innocent in all of its you know possible promiscuity <laughs> something so innocent be so vilified and it's such a positive experience it is like, such a positive experience and the whole- it's it's so loving yeah it's, it's so accepting mm-hmm. just their environment that you're in when you're at a at a drag show or at at a drag event everybody they're just so accepting of everybody they don't care who you are what you represent they just love you and all they want is your love and respect back and the mm-hmm. fact that people can't give that to them for them just living their best life and being who they are is absolutely fucking disgusting I will never understand another person's the the level of hate another person has to have for a person that they don't know. Yeah. To not only go, you know, speak out against the actions of another person, but to actually pass law that would make another person doing what they choose to do to make them happy a crime. Mm -hmm. And I just. I'm so mad (laughs) and I just feel like I don't, I don't ever really know what to say when it comes to things like this. All I can say is I'm just, I'm so angry. I'm so angry and I'm so mad uh, for people who are afraid to say something and are afraid to talk about it because when you pretend that it's not happening and when you think it's not going to happen to you, you're the next person they're coming for. Yep. And like I said, the unbelievable sweeping nationwide illegalization of people just living their lives is absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And I, I, that's it. That's all I can say. I don't have any other words. And I, there's really nothing that I can tell you guys to do except for, you know, call your state representatives and beg, plead and scream for justice and equality and hope for the people who are being criminalized for their expression of self and art. And I'm just so disgusted. I'm just so disgusted. And that's all I'll say about it. I agree. Let's keep fighting the good fight. I've always tried very hard to not ever get political on our podcast because I don't want this to be that. But all I can say is that this isn't a fucking political matter. No, this This is is humanity. This is personal. These are human beings who are just trying to live their lives and choose to be happy. And for other people to criminalize that is the most disgusting thing I've ever I, I've ever heard. And I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I, I can't do it anymore. So that's what I got to say about that. If you guys hate me, I'll take it. I'll take the hate. Yeah. <laughs> Go no. ahead and hate me because I'll never stop talking about it. So agreed. Ally they're for coming life. for you next. They're coming for you next. Whether you fucking like it or not, they're coming for you next. So start speaking up for people who are being hurt. They came for us last fucking summer when they took away. Mm, okay. I'm yep. done. I'm nope. done. No, nope. let's done. just. Because we could go on and on about that I'm done. as well. And it's Fuck just... Alec Murdoch. Yes. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. Unreal. On that note, guys, we love you so much. We yes, love you so we do. much. So, so much. And you know what? With all that being said as well, if you ever need 
an outlet, like you just have to vent or say something, or you just want somebody to listen to your story, please reach Mm -hmm. out to us. We are here. You know, mm-hmm. we, we may not be there physically with you, but you know what? That's why we have an email address. That's why you can mm-hmm. contact us through DMs. Like, mm-hmm. please utilize that. You, we don't ever want you to feel alone. Nope. Never feel alone. Don't. For the guy, the gals, the gays, and the theys, we yes. love you all so, all so much. <laughs> all of you. Um, and that email address is bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. And you could slide into our DMs on the Instagram mm-hmm. at Bed Crime Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't, I don't think we've said it enough this episode, but we love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. Right, uh, right. Wow. <laughs> Rate, review, <laughs> subscribe, wherever you are listening. Tell your friends so they can become our friends and we could be one happy family because you know what? We support them no matter what, mm-hmm. just like we support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Please be kind be the band-aid we need that now more than ever Mm -hmm. with all that being said all of you have a fantastical day night weekend um whatever you're doing we'll (laughs) see you all next week but until then sweet sweet dreams. dreams Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.